0: Is that possible? Thanks, Ian. <laughs> Morena. Atamare, everybody. We your stand Awesome. Oh, perfect height for me. <laughs> might make it. Oh, I, I, really? I, no, no, not really. I, I'm... <laughs> 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 don't, oh, don't worry about that. I'll sort that out. You sort this out. Yeah, you do this. Oh, okay. (laughs) Morena. Right, Christmas. Oh, yeah, look, we've got a a ready-made one, just like like we made it baked to come out the oven. Right. All right. Okay. Now. Cool. You would have received, in your newsletter today, um, two pieces of cardboard. And that's just a project that God puts on my heart every year. And he's done it for a few years now about Advent. And this year, last year it was Christmas as an interruption. And this year God put on my heart Christmas, God's plan towards reconciliation. And so the first card you've got is basically an explanation to that and why I felt God telling me those things. And the second one is a card, and you're going to receive one of these every week. They're going to all be different, and they're for you to take char- um, You can use them as you wish. They're good fire starters, if nothing else, but um, they, you can also use the ideas on the back. Each week, we're going to have four cues. There's going to be a quote. There's going to be a quest. There's going to be questions and a quiet contemplation. You can use that for family devotions or just do it on your own, whatever you want but there's just some ideas for the next four to five weeks as we prepare for Christmas. And we're going to finish our service with lighting of our candles. And the other Q, five Q, is quiz. And so we're going to have a Christmas quiz every week. So you can go home and do some homework on Christmas. You might be able to answer some of the questions each week. So, yeah, that's what we're going to be doing each week. Um, This morning, what did I do with that little clicker thing after all that? Oh, there it is. Right. Do I turn this on? Is that that bit on the side? Anyway, a few weekends ago, I had the privilege of going away with some friends and um, we went to Blenheim and Marlborough To do ladies' lunches. And we're right in the middle of this poll. Can everyone see me? One way or the other. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Is it better? Yeah. A few weeks ago, uh, yeah, I went to Blenheim, as I said. Um, We did ladies' lunches, garden tours, and wine tasting. And amongst all that loveliness, and it was great, I had a chance to go for a walk. And I didn't know where I was going. I just headed off into the vineyards around where we were staying. Um, It was a warm Sunday morning. And in that walk, I discovered a taonga, a treasure, alongside the Wairau River. And it was called Grovestown Lagoon. So is this gonna work? No, it doesn't seem to be on. How do I actually turn it on? Sorry, the little screen's not actually going. No batteries. Anyway, that's all good. Anyway, while I was walking along the Waio River, came to gro- this Grovestown Lagoon project. It was a restoration project by local iwi and the surrounding community, and it was to restore a wetland, which is quite dear to our hearts because that's what the Erosha group and Richard Rhodes and a group of us and I go about twice a year and just get my volunteers T-shirt and get a photo. and then I. But anyway... But Stephen Years always having me on about that. But anyway, there's this, this loop of river, and it's not attached to the main Wael River, and I'll show you a map of that shortly. Um, and I imagine in the years gone, but the last few years, with the wineries, the agriculture and um, horticulture going on, it's probably become quite yucky and a bit of a backwater, and you know what wetlands are like, muddy and revolting. So, But when I was on this walk, you know, this is the yeah, first one, Christmas is a time where we are part of God's plan to reconcile himself to humanity, and he did this by bringing Jesus into the world as a baby. So that's where the whole reconciliation thing. And, yeah, so this is the... I just took some photos as I was walking around. had no intention at the time of doing a sermon, but it just worked out that way. Um, yeah. So, um, oh, and I'd really like to thank Graham um, Stevens and Rob for the putting it all together—the actual physical s- side of the, um, the f- handouts and things. So, you know, we've got this um, this Oxbow um, restoration project. There's a trail around the area. Um, yeah, and as I say, w- that's all to do with reconciliation. Now, back w- back to my walk. Now, I, I got my slides a little bit out of order. That's right. So when I was starting off my walk, my verse for the day was your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto your path. So I sort of went on my walk and thought, oh, that's a nice verse for the day, I'm going for a walk, and da-da-da, but actually it turned out that it really was a light to my path, and God really challenged me with a few things, and yeah, one of them was this restoration project in New Zealand. Reconciliation to us has this meaning of the the things that we're working on as a nation to become a people and acknowledging our tangata whenua. And Blenheim, like many areas of our nation, have areas of Maori land wars and settlers and the whole colonial struggle that was going on. Um, But to see this backwater come to life and to see people working together... um, from different walks of life working on this one project, yeah, got me thinking and got me sort of feeling quite a lot of joy because I love walking and I love being out in nature. But pollution, noxious weeds clogged this once healthy piece of river. It was now coming back to life. And in my less than one hour walk, I managed to see... Um, you can't really see it, my camera wasn't that good on my phone, but the bottom picture is a kotaku, the white heron. I. And they're fairly rare in bird birdland. So, yeah. So I saw a kōtuku, I saw paradise ducks, I saw pukeko, mallard ducks, swans, piwaka waka, shags, and just to name a few. There was lots of wildlife on the piece of reclaimed river. And the first thing I noticed was at the centre of the loop, there was a urupara or a cemetery. And I was thinking about that and it symbolized for me the sacredness and tapu and that whole, that that was at the center. And that, for me, symbolized eternity and God and our ancestors that go before us. And if you're reading the Christmas story and you go back to Matthew 1 and it's that genealogy, it goes back 40 generations. And Jesus' family wasn't perfect, um, just like our families aren't. But that didn't didn't stop the book of Matthew and, and us doesn't stop us honoring our families and acknowledging our history and gathering our identity from that. Something that Maori culture teaches us. And this too brought me joy and hope. For from the past, God gives us a second chance. And Christmas Christmas lets us start again. The chosen people had not listened to God for centuries, so he provided a new way, and that was a new covenant through the birth of Christ. And like my lagoon, we get a second chance, well it's not my lagoon, but that lagoon I'm talking about, we get a second chance because of Jesus, and it all starts at Christmas. The walk was extremely peaceful, another kind of um, theme that comes out at Christmas. I think I only saw three or four other people on the walk, but I was in for several other small surprises. The first was a spring of water. Also, there were some traps, again, dear to my heart. Got my three little traps down in my bush and kill my rats and mice that destroy my birds. Not love, joy and peace for them, but never mind. And planting of trees, there were, that was a kofi, but there was all sorts of plants in the, in, along the way. And this is the map I was telling you about. So you can see the main river coming down, and then you can see the oxbow loop. And it's actually a riverbank, and it's, they're not joined. So you think, how does this piece of water survive if it's not joined to the main river? Well, um, the other surprise I got was I was walking along, and there, bubbling up just out of the ground, was the spring. And it was just full of really fresh water. And it was, you, uh, the next, I think that's the next slide. Yeah, I did have a video, but I didn't know technology would cope with the video as well, but that is actually, you can just see the water moving, and it's just coming up from the ground, and um, now you may have noticed that if you look at, um, it was cut off, but most water in m- the water was really clear, and we'd actually noticed that on our garden tours, heaps of the gardens had these beautiful fresh water lakes and um, little creeks running through them, and apparently... Uh, Blenheim, I looked it up and they've got, I don't know how many, but they've done research in, on at least 24, 25 of these, and there's probably more um, of these springs and the, the well that just comes up through the, aqu- the aquifer from the river. And I think it must be very helpful for growing wine. So that's why they're there, one of the reasons. But it did remind me about the promises from God. John 7:38. He believes that our he that believes out of him will be streams of living water. John 4:14. 4, Whoever drinks of the water that I give him shall never thirst. The water that I give him will, be, will become to him as water, well of water springing up to eternal life. They're amazing promises of God, and water is such a gift in many places of drought and we take it so for granted here in New Zealand. Um, But anyway, just flushing the toilet is a privilege. And I've put my public hat hat on, which is what I do Monday to Friday as I work in public health as a nurse. And this poster came out last Friday. Who cares about toilets? 3.6 billion people do. That is over half of the world's population, people, cannot Do not have a flushing toilet, and there's nine other reasons that you can give thanks to your toilet every time you use it, so come and look at the poster later on, I didn't put it up on the slide, but it's, you know, that's just one of the reasons why we need to be privileged, we feel privileged, but there's two points to hope, I've got another piece of paper here somewhere, there it is, and it brings new life. The Christmas story, we see wise men bringing gifts, just like that water is a gift to that piece of land, and water is a gift to all of us. That symbolizes Jesus' death and his kingship. Those gifts, the spring of water reminded me of cleansing, new life, nourishment, of all the gifts that salvation and scripture give to us. It symbolizes for me the love that God shows in providing Jesus at Christmas the ultimate spring of life. It points beyond Jesus to eternity. And I found this really cool quote, because sometimes we think of hope as something in the future, something that's intangible, it's just something we dream or wish of. But this is from Dr. Jane Goodall, the gorilla lady. Hope is often misunderstood. People tend to think that it is simply passive, wishful thinking. This is indeed the opposite of real hope which requires action and engagement. And I just think God's hope is like that, and that action and engagement is from his people, and that is us. The final surprise, well, I'm not sure if I should have been really surprised at all, because I was walking amongst vineyards, vineyards but I walked along this path that was really rough and boggy, there were some boggy bits, and then the track opened up, and there in front of me was hectares and hectares of grapevines. And the scripture that came to me at that point was, I am the vine, you are the branches. Not a traditional Christmas scripture, but as I stood in the vines and I saw the tiny grapes growing, it made me think of how we are all connected and how we're all instructed to to bear fruit and remain in the vine. As its gnarly old roots dig deep into the soil, to join with those of that spring of water that surrounds the sacred place. Back to that map. This is only possible because Jesus humbled himself and came as a baby at Christmas to bring us peace so deep that we can actually stroll through the mall and through the busyness and not get stressed. A joy so fulfilling that we can't help but share it like the shepherds did. And I hope that because of God's love, we can be part of reconciliation with God himself and with our fellow men, especially the people in this land, but ultimately with all mankind. My prayer for you this Christmas is as you walk into Christmas, in the next four weeks. That God will have a message for you like he had for me on my walk. Maybe not about reconciliation, but I hope so. But whether you're walking in the mall, battering other shoppers, or you're lying on the beach enjoying a summer break, or you have to work through your holidays, or you're at home with your family celebrating Christmas, I hope that you can take a space out of your weeks to weep, to enjoy Advent and to walk walk towards Christmas and this time of preparation. And that was just a park bench that offers us a time, symbolizes for me, offers a time to take a bit of time out this next four weeks to actually acknowledge what Christmas is really about. no nohoke tamate. Mā tato, kua haumai he tama ki a a ki a ki tona te rangatiratanga. Nā kō te ingoa e huina ki a au o kō, whakamiharo. Kō kai fakatakoto koutou, karo, Kō ko atua, kā Koti Kō matua, mutanga kōru which is for unto us a child is born to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counsellor mighty God ever-loving father prince of peace So would Gail and Andrew like to come up now? Oh, yeah, there we go, yep. Yeah, not know where. to Māori, Church. Oh, church. We're all spread out. It's going to start with prayer. Lord, just um, open our hearts and our minds um, to what you have to say to us this morning, and open, yeah, may um, you just uh, bless the words that I speak. May the dross fall away and your treasure come forth. Amen. Okay. Du, du, du. You would have received in your church newsletter today two cards. And um, every year, um, well not every year, but for a few years now God's given me, oh, just of, ideas have come that around Advent and God I and Rob have agreed with them and, they said, and let me run with it. Last year was Christmas as an interruption and this year I've just felt on oh, my heart God's plan, uh, Christmas, God's plan towards reconciliation. So the first card you've got will have just a description of that and where I'm, my thoughts are coming from, and the second one is one for you to take home, Advent at home. So you can use it um, however you like. I think it said in the last service you could use it as a fire starter if that was what you wanted, but I'm hoping there's five cues. One is a quote, two is a quiet um, or contemplation and some questions, um, three is, oh, that's three and four, and then four, three is a quest. Four is a quest. There's an action or something to do for y- with your, you or your family. Um, or um, the, um, yeah, or, and then the fifth one is a quiz, which you'll have later. So practice up on Christmas questions and you might um, win prizes each week. So, and then the whole, just like to you all that. So my sermon today is called Walking Into Christmas. So a few weeks ago I had the privilege of going away to Blenheim with a few friends. And amongst the ladies' lunches, garden tours and wine tasting, I had a chance to go for a walk. I didn't know where I was going, I just set off um, on a warm, sunny a warm Sunday morning. It wasn't actually that sunny, but it was still warm. Anyway. And in that walk, I discovered a tanga, a treasure, alongside the Waio River, and it was called the Grove Town Lagoon. Oh, this is just um, a time of reconciliation. Christmas is a time where we see part of God's plan to reconcile himself to humanity, and he did this by bringing Jesus into the world as a baby. And this is the little symbol. I took some photos um, as I was walking around the lagoon, Um, not really planning a sermon or anything, but just thinking that it was quite a very cool place, and it excited me. It was similar to the project that Orosha have here. Some of the people from our church belong to Arosha, which is have a wetland project that we're restoring over in Wainui Mata with Richard Rhodes. So... Um, and, a whole, and a team of us and I turn up about twice a year with my volunteers t-shirt on um, but this, so this excited me this restoration project was by lo- local iwi and others uh, to restore a wetland loop it was called an oxbow loop um, ge- geogra- geologically I think Richard Willis can put me right but anyway, once it was attached to the main river but now it was, it's cut off Um, and there's a trail around the 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 area and signs of new planting and clearing of weeds and and getting rid of all the exotics and planting natives but what is this all to do with Christmas you say well God spoke to me as I walked not audibly but in scriptures and pictures came to mind and I'd like to share this with you I'm just going to skip through, go to this. So, this was the first scripture that I got, which was my reading for the day. And um, it was, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And I thought, Oh, that's nice, you know. Little did I know that I was going to be enlightened on a few other things as well, and just God was going to reveal himself to me. Um, As I said. Each week we're going to light the candle and go through the four or five cues. And I'd really like to thank Rob and Graham as well because Rob did a lot of the um, setting out of it all and Graham has printed it into the card, Graham Stevens. That's a real blessing. And so now reconciliation. At Christmas, we see part of God's plan to reconcile himself to humanity. He did this by bringing Jesus into the world as a baby. And as we celebrate Advent and Christmas this year, he reminds us of peace, hope and joy that he wants to share with us and how we are to share this with the wider world. Now back to my walk, so we have got the psalm. Now, Blenheim has a colonial past and history of land wars between Maori and early settlers, like many other areas of New Zealand. And to, but it was this um, to see this backwater of w- coming to life, and to see the different local people all working together to restore it, um, really filled me with a bit of joy. And that's the first message I got out of it: pollution and noxious weeds clogged this once healthy piece of river, but it was now coming back to life in less than a one-hour's walk. I saw um, kotaku, you just see the little white dot and they're quite a rare, the white heron on um, the bottom one. I saw paradise ducks, pūkeko's pu- um, mallards, piwaka uh, shags, and just to name a few, there was quite a lot of wildlife and birds. The first thing I noticed is at the centre of, of this loop of river, and I'll show you a map shortly, it was a an urupara, a cemetery, or it was a tapu sacred area. This for me symbolised the sacred, the eternal, and our ancestors and people that go before us. Now, if you read the book of Matthew, it starts off with a. The book, Matthew, Matthew 1 is a long list of Jesus' ancestors. It goes back 40 generations. And his family, like ours, isn't perfect. But that doesn't stop us honouring them and acknowledging our history and, our ga- and also gathering our identity and where we come from. It's something that the Maori culture teaches us with their papa. This too brought me joy, but also hope. So from the past, God gives us a second chance. Christmas lets us start again. The chosen people had not listened to God for centuries, but he was now providing a new way, a new covenant, and like the lagoon, we get a second chance because of Jesus, and this starts at Christmas. The walk was extremely peaceful, another Christmas theme. I think I only saw three or four other people on the track as I strolled along, but I was in for several other surprises. The first was a spring of bubbling water. Oh, and these are just a few other bits and pieces I saw on the track. Much to my pleasure, they were trapping. I've got three traps of my own where I get mice and rats down in my bush to save my, the birds, and planting. And there's the map that I was telling you about. So you can see the Wirel River coming down. And there's actually a river bank bit like ours, so the river is totally cut off from that loop, the oxbow loop, and the urupara was in the middle, I didn't go there, and I walked around the outside of the loop. Um, anyway, I found this, this spring. I actually it, So this was actually like bubbling up, just out of the ground, out of nowhere, it was just like walking along the path, and in the middle was just this thing bubbling up, and it flowed into the main tributary of the loop. Um, and it was this spring of water bubbling up. Now, as you noticed from the map, the river was it's cut it was all cut off, but mostly the water, it was really clear in the loop because it probably doesn't come from the river. Which, And as we were w- walking around through the garden tours, we'd noticed that several of the gardens had these beautiful, beautiful, really crystal clear streams in them, and they all come because the YRL Valley is full of these springs, and they all spring up and hence, probably very good, I guess, for growing wine. Um, and so they all come up from the aquifer below. But it also reminded me of God's promises. John seven thirty eight, that he be- he that believes in me, out of him will be streams of living water. And John four fourteen, whoever drinks of the water that I give him shall never thirst the water that i give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life water is such a precious gift especially in places of drought we take it so for granted just flushing the toilet now i'm put my public health on hat for a minute and on november the 19th it was international toilet day who cares about toilets well 36 billion people do because they don't have toilets in our world. And there's nine other reasons why you need to give thanks for your toilet. You can come and look at it later. Um, But toilets are a gift, and water is a gift that we just take so for granted. It also points to hope and new beginnings. The Christmas story sees wise men bringing gifts Gifts that symbolize Jesus' death and his kingship. The spring of water reminded me of cleansing new life and nourishment and all gifts that salvation and scripture give us. It symbolizes for me that the love God shows by providing Jesus at Christmas, the ultimate spring of life. And it points beyond Jesus to eternity, I've got another got a quote here with it go. We see, sometimes see hope as being this thing in the future, this, this thing that we kind of um, don't really understand, but we just still hope something's going to happen. But I found this quote by Jane Goodall, the um, gorilla lady: "Hope is often misunderstood. People tend to think that it is simply passive, wishful thinking. This is indeed the opposite of real hope, which requires action and engagement. And I think that's a message for us as God's people. In order for the world to know hope, we need to be engaged and we need to take have actions. The spring of water, as I said, it symbolises to me that God love shows beyond providing Jesus at Christmas, the ultimate spring of life. It points beyond Jesus to eternity. Now the final surprise, though I'm not sure why I was surprised, but I was walking along the path and it was quite rocky and a bit boggy, and then the track opens up and there before me were hectares and hectares of grapevines. I am the vine you are the branches, John fifteen fifteen. Not a traditional Christmas scripture. But as I saw the vines, it made me think how we are all connected and we are all instructed to bear fruit. Remain in the vine as its old gnarly roots dig deep into the soil to join with those springs of water that surround the sacred place. This is only possible because Jesus humbled himself and became a baby at Christmas to bring us peace so deep that the Christmas season and all its busyness and stress can just roll off us. A joy so fulfilling that we can't help but share it like the shepherds did. And a hope that God, because of God's love we can be part of a reconciliation with God himself and our fellow men especially the people in this land and ultimately all mankind my prayer for you is as you walk into Christmas is that God will have a message for you maybe not about reconciliation but I hope so Whether you're walking in the mall, battling other shoppers, or at the beach as we enjoy our summer break, or at your workplace if you have to work through, or at home celebrating Christmas with friends and family, I hope you can take a space out in in your weeks to enjoy this Advent, this time of preparation, Kua nehoki nei hoki he matai matato. Kua homai he ho, tama kititato. Akiarunga atona pokahiwi tira rangatira tanga. Na koti ingoa e huiana e ki a aiao koe. Faka miharo Kokai Kai Kato Kato Fakaro. Koti Atua Kahurawa, Koti Matua Mutanga Kore, Koti Rangatira O te Which is, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. And he is called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Thank you. And now we've got Gail and Andrew are going to come and do the light the candle and do some readings, and do the quiz.